What's going on, guys? It's your boy Mike back with another episode of the Witcast. Uh, today I have with me uh, Third Coast Tom from last week, as you remember him. What's up, Tom? What's up? What's up? How you doing this evening? Not too bad. Not too bad. Even better, uh, we've got Josh or Aries or whatever his Twitter handle may be. Uh, but Josh is going to join us today because he, he's our local resident uh, MMO expert. Say what's up, Josh. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Thanks for having me. Good, good, good. Uh, so as I mentioned, uh, we're, we're going to talk about some MMOs today and some MOBAs and some first-person shooters. And, and most importantly, uh, the next greatest game. We're just going to kind of theorize and kind of shoot uh, a couple of shots out in the dark and see what gamers actually are looking for compared to what's actually coming out. Uh, but first, uh, everybody got a drink? What you sipping on, Thomas? I keep the Terramana in my hand. It's a nice, chill sipping tequila. I got a little pineapple juice on top of it. You know, I can still get up and go to work in the morning, have my little drinky drink right now while we're over here chopping it up. Right. There you go. There you go. Terramana is delicious. I've had it myself. Uh, I don't do tequila as much uh, as I used to, but when I do, Terramana is one of those uh, bottles I pick up. Josh, what you got over there? Uh, keeping it nice and clean, simple, some good old Modelo. Some Modelo. Uh, that's yes, like the sir. number one selling beer in the in the country. Oh, uh, yeah. What, what kind of you got? Is that uh, uh, Especial? Especial. Especial. Yes, class. Like, I, I can mess with the, the Negro a little bit, but just too thick. I can't drink as many as I'd like. They're, good. they're, they're heavy. They're heavy. They'll, they they'll, are they'll heavy, put you down. They'll put you down. Right. Like, that's like a dessert beer. Right, like I, I had that with some some bread, soak it up. So, uh, getting right into it, um, what we're gonna talk about first is just what what game do we think is currently doing the damn thing? Like when we talk about great games, you gotta start with a with a base or a foundation kind of to leap off of. So, for me personally, uh, I think GTA Five, uh, despite what the naysayers will tell you, it is one of the greatest games uh, that's been made. Uh, it, it came out a while back. They have constantly supported it with new content. Uh, I don't agree with some of the things they do. Like, uh, they definitely release cars at, like, $20 a pop now. Like, the, the in-game currency is is $20 if you want to buy it, and that's how much the new car costs. It didn't used to be that way, but that's kind of what it developed into. And I can't blame them for getting the bag, because if gamers are going to pay for it, then why would you stop? Um, the, the story is beautiful. You see uh, an immersive world from three different viewpoints uh, from three different walks of life. You got, you know, in the hood, you got some trailer trash in the hills. You've got, you know, a, a businessman who's trying to figure out simple problems like why me and my wife don't get down no more or something stupid. And they all kind of intertwine really well. And that game has so much replayability, uh, so much to do. Uh, there's missions that have nothing to do with the story. Um, you can actually go through the entire story without doing half of the stuff. But I love that it's there. Uh, the online is deep. It's rich. Uh, lobbies can be a bit toxic at times, but but the game types that you can get into are almost endless. When you think about like that creator content, like you can run missions that were delivered to you by other gamers, and, and maybe you love them, maybe you hate them. But I love the idea that a gamer has some control over the the atmosphere around you. Like you can have those race tracks that they do. You can have heists that you can make up. It, it, it's a fun time with me. I did a lot of races, uh, but. Josh and me were talking before the show, kind of, you know, chopping up about what he thought it was. Yes, sir. And, and I'm going to give you the, the floor to kind of go over what you think the, the greatest current game is right now. 
Yeah, so uh, for me right now, I feel Destiny 2. Destiny 2 is definitely uh, paving the road, you know, for some good stuff to come. Granted, a lot of things have changed, you know. Now with uh, every uh, game that's coming out, cosmetics. Cosmetics is a big thing, you know, money. Everybody's money hungry. But uh, Destiny, you know, they've done a really good job of putting that MMO aspect, you know, of the open world, you know, for people to be able to play together, you know, with their buddies, with their friends. And if you wanted to, let's say you didn't have anybody to play with, you could jump right into a world. People are already playing in there. Let me just show in their progress. Boom, you join them. You're doing your thing. Get carried, help them out, whatever you need to do. Their PvP aspect is pretty good, too. Definitely more buggy now than it used to be before. And I think that's definitely one of the things Destiny has to pay attention to and listen to their um, to their followers, right? They're like, hey, fix this, work on this. But other than that, you know, I really like the concept. Open world, open area. You could have fun raiding with all your friends and whatnot. And having that PvP aspect as well, knowing that, hey, I'm better than you, is always great to have. First, uh, I would like to just add a little tidbit. Boo! Uh, I gave up on Destiny as a franchise after Destiny 1. Destiny 1 was magical. I love Destiny. I played many hours of Destiny. I was one of those guys who'd come up with the way to cheese the system because I had all the time in the world to do it. But uh, as soon as they introduced, I think it was the Thorn uh, in the PvP, and you had to play with that hand cannon, or you were just not doing the same amount of damage as anyone else. You know that I hate that. I don't like to be told how to play a game. I don't like to be directed. Like, this is mm-hmm. what you got to do to get it. Like, if I, what, what was it? The, it wasn't like Sentinels of Light. What's the Trials of Osiris? Yeah. That, uh, if you didn't have, like, that hand cannon, the, the the hottest hand cannon, you didn't compete. Like, unless you were, you know, getting lucky or playing bones, you just could not compete at the top without those weapons. Yeah. I, I know Thomas and me got into Destiny a bit, and he was uh, the, the world's greatest titan that no one ever knew. <laughs> Mr. Shield guy. I mean, you know, I mean, we started from the bottom, you know, then 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 came up with Destiny. We we put in a lot of hours. It was it was a great time to be had. I think that I don't I don't necessarily disagree with you know your your sight that you needed a certain gun. I felt like there were other ways to do it. I think that was just for a lot of people. But I mean, if you go if you go to a lot of different games, if you go back into like Halo, for example. You know, there were there was a noob combo that you know you could go into PvP and really, you know, I wouldn't want to say set yourself apart because you could get to those guys, but that was something that was a problem. I think that same thing with Destiny, you didn't have to have that thorn. It just made you that much, and, and if you knew what you were doing with it, it, it you were a problem. I feel like a lot of games do that. I think that's something that you just kind of deal with and don't let it affect your gameplay. Um, get into get into what game you know that I I feel like for me and it's gonna maybe be you know the easy way out or whatever. Uh, Call of Duty for me, Call of Duty. You know them getting into the MMO bit. You know I thought that was great. I'm a big Call of Duty player. Great game to just get in there. I, I always like the ability to be able to pick it up and put it down. You know, run a couple matches, call it good. Not not investing like whole lives i think destiny the one thing about destiny that kind of kind of like strayed me away is like you had to invest you had to go and grind and grind and grind and grind and for me sometimes i guess as i got older the grind was harder to 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 live in you know i mean we'll get into some other games where we we were putting in 
you know, heavy, heavy hours. And it was it was necessary to have that kind of uh, enjoyment with the game. But I guess for me in, in the long run, I, I kind of ran out that. So Call of Duty, something I can pick up, put down and, and not necessarily lose my place in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. And to expand on that, uh, and, and before I get too far ahead, the noob combo that he speaks of is a plasma pistol and a little coot uh, that'll drop your ship and kill you quick. Uh, many a triple kills and quadras, or, or overkills, sorry, uh, were had that way. But I agree with Call of Duty being a titan in the industry because you may love it, you may hate it, I don't care. Um, it gives you everything that you could ask for, whether it's zombies, whether yeah. it's co-op missions, whether it's a deep, rich story that, and, and to this you know, level now is a bit more open than it used to be. It used to be really linear, uh, whether you were in an airport killing civilians or whether you were, you know, rappelling down from a helicopter, you know, night ops, uh, you, you get multiplayer for days. You now have uh, battle Royale uh, where you can, you know, war zone for hours and, and it never touched the main aspect of the game. It's even a standalone to this point now where it does its own thing. Um, you have season passes on season passes. You have the the age old challenge rewards, so I get these gun skins and really get to pop in. And, and I don't have to pay for them. Like to to have some of those like challenge skins, you just have to be able to play the game. And I love that. Um, you also have uh, what is it called now? It's the MMO that we play every once in a while. What's it called, Josh? Warzone. Uh, they Call of Duty. No, no, no. It's like Warzone. They uh, they introduced it. This last Call of Duty, where you can go like three uh, men. I can't um, think of what it's called. Freaking Fortnite? No, not Fortnite. It's <laughs> Call of Duty. It's the game type that they came out with, where you go in like three man and you can set your class up before you go. Oh, like, DMZ extraction, or yeah, DMZ. There you go. Yeah, um, which I think came from like a Tarkov. Like it's a arcadey yeah. Tarkov, which is really good because I enjoyed it, and I don't play Tarkov. I own it. I've owned it since like day one. And Tarkov is a different animal. Like you have to want it more than the other guys. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you feel. They they are grizzly with it. The the NPCs will throw you like looks you can't handle, which is crazy to me. The the scab fights or whatever it is, like they they will ruin you. But uh yeah, no, Call of Duty is a great game. Uh Destiny 2, man, you get a six, but I, I appreciate everything <laughs> that Destiny has done. Um you could have said Halo 3. In the current game, and I would have said yes, but uh, <laughs> the 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 purpose of this was like to set up a base to see you know like where we come from. I want you to understand mm-hmm. our mindset because every gamer is different. It, it, whether it be like a little here, a little there, or worlds apart, like some people who are considered gamers only play on mobile phones, and I don't understand it, but that's some people's way of getting it. And you know, it's fast. You don't have to like stop and get a you know three thousand, four thousand dollars setup. Uh, yeah, convenient. You, um and uh you can play how you like to and there's a lot of wide varieties of games i've even tried to play on my phone a bit whether it was clash of clans or you know uh what is it clash royale or something like that i've even bought games on my phone because i assume that if you pay for it it, in some instances it's got to be worth it right you you gotta get your return on investment and i on the phone have never got my return on investment the free games are the way to go spend your money on in-game content but uh, next, we're going to slide into the future. And this is real games that are coming out that we're anticipating, the world's anticipating. And uh, I'm going to switch it, and we're going to go to Josh first on this one. And uh, tell me what game that is coming out that you're looking forward to. 
So yeah, see, so my first pick on uh, Destiny, a game that's uh, holding it down. Granted, I do agree with you. Destiny 1 did have it going, you know, for it. Destiny 2, they kind of falling down. And so where I see the future going into, which is this game that I'm about to talk about, the first Descendant, okay, gives you a little bit of mix of between Destiny and some Warframe. I don't know if you guys played Warframe before, but a really fun game tons of things to do with it they give you such a variety which to the fact where like uh me a player that's played for a while stopped playing and came back to the game uh you actually get lost within it because there's so much to do um so the first ascendant right a little mix of, of both of those games i played the closed beta played the open beta such a great game they do have things to fix here and there but that is one of the games that i do see in the future being uh one of the tops they introduced uh, a couple of new characters they have a total of 13 characters right now two of them being ultimates which is nice um and it does give you know a good um a good pleasing eye to the people if you will a lot of people like the characters you know from the big beefy you know ajax a tank of a unit to you know the much prettier girls that they have within the game but I like the versatility of they gave you this whole storyline, open world as well, where like this person could be doing a task and they're pretty much done with it. But you need that task too. guess what? They're going to put you right into it, right into the, you know, the whole gameplay and, you know, make sure you get your stuff as well. Uh, the raids were really nice. I thought they were um, really well made um, with the bosses. They could work on um, some of the... Um, defenses that they do have i did you know find this issue where a lot of the mobs will keep uh clipping into the defense that you're trying to actually protect made it very difficult for you to see but uh guns cosmetics um weapon you know crafting they got um all your mod crafting the different people you can craft how to get them i think it has a huge variety of uh, of what's to come they just recently added on this open beta um, cosmetics, which please the people. So I think it's going to be good coming into the future. Okay, so I will challenge you. In MMOs, I've often found that when I reach the top rank, I am I'm bored. Uh, everything is very repetitive. Uh, and the gear that I'm looking for is, is hard to find, right? Like I'm, I'm looking for one or two pieces in an armor set that I need to make everything work, right? Like I'm, I'm going for an attack build or like fire raid or whatever. Like, do you think that the first descendant fixes that problem, addresses that problem, or, or just ignores it entirely? So, uh, with my experience playing the game, right, it is, it's not going to be easy getting some of the components you need, right? So, like, some of, like, the, the two ultimates that were out, right, um, whenever you, you want to try to obtain their resources in order to craft them, you do have to get uh, an orb, right, in order to get a chance, a, like, 2% chance, right? to get that certain piece right so it is a process get the orb go do the raid once you do the raid you have a chance at getting one of these pieces it is going to be grindy i'm not going to lie it is going to be grindy to get these characters but i, I feel like uh, once you do have them it is worth they do give you you know an edge within the um within the community but i don't feel like it's necessarily needed uh the base characters they give you deal more than enough damage to be able to take on the bosses so I, I played the closed beta with you, and I also played the open beta for a little bit with you. Uh, and I know since the game started, Ultimate Lepic was in a character you could achieve. Um, did you? Uh, no. So for the, the closed beta, I was off by one um, 
uh, resource in order to get them. And then during the uh, open beta, I didn't play long enough to get them. But, like, I played for, what, a little bit over 24 hours total combined. And I got all the orbs necessary in order to try to get him, uh, which was nice. So I feel like the drops were revised, making it easier to get more accessible. Um, they did take some things off from what I do remember. We were cheesing a lot in the closed beta with uh, Bunny, if you remember. Just running around, killing all the mobs, not having a world, you know, to care about mana, right? They did right. change that. You don't have that mod anymore. There's no extra mana uh, time with your mod. So that is a difference. So they are trying to balance it as it keeps going on. But they do seem to favor Bunny, though, uh, coming out with the open beta. So you didn't get ultimate lepic right that's correct, correct. That's correct. The, the audience knows that it was not achieved correct. Uh, <clears throat> could you buy them um no With, like, so, uh as of the closed and open beta you cannot buy them you had to earn them for the sake of uh certain cosmetics that you could get nothing would transfer over except for cosmetics so they wanted that to be a uh, a factor once the game actually does drop no later than february of 2024 um we should see if it is actually viable or not so yeah that was one thing i wasn't a super fan of and as somebody who like frequents betas and alphas and anytime i can get into something that like anybody else is talking about i'm interested mm -hmm. um i prefer it if i'm going to oh i won't say waste my time but i'll say invest my time into your game that i walk away with something like because i'm yeah. doing you a service by testing mm. your game. I mean, I'm also enjoying it. Sure, maybe. We'll see. But yeah. more importantly, I'm giving you my time to see if your game works. Mm. And if I'm so gracious enough, which I have been in the past, I'll give you my feedback. And yeah. I'll let you know what I like. I'll let you know what I don't like. And I'll let you know what, what is, you know, part of the course. Like, there's always a baseline. Um, mm. But but my pick uh, for the next great game that's coming out that's anticipated this next year uh, would be The Witcher 4 um or the first of the polaris trilogy um that's hot yeah so that comes out it's made by cd project red uh that's about 20 ish years old uh as a developing company out of warsaw poland um you may know them from previous witcher games or uh the the weird effect of cyberpunk 2077 uh, they, they had a bumpy start uh, for performance. It had a great story. Everybody who played it or could play it was like, this is an awesome game. It's a great environment, open world. You had factions. You had no multiplayer, and the game stood on its own, um, yeah. which I think is awesome. They also released Gwent, and not a lot of people know what Gwent is, but it is a card game out of the Witcher game, right? So they made that a standalone game, and I thought that was super cool because if you're a super fan of the witcher games and you enjoyed that one or you know that that one-off moment that you get to play gwen uh and which is you know just a card game just hanging out playing cards and you like that and they made this vast standalone card game that you could download and play and i think it was actually like free to play or at least it was on nice. xbox game pass way back when and that's uh -huh. how i tried it out um i thought that was awesome that they they, they went that next step and, and released more content because as a fan you have to love when they support and, and provide that fan service where this doesn't necessarily make us a lot of money but it it, it keeps fans it, it earns loyalty over time um so <clears throat> cd project red killed it with that i know the witcher 3 
uh, was was tough. Like it was a good game. Uh, it had like mod capability in Steam. A lot of people enjoyed that. They played it over and over and over again. And, and much like um, Jordan in his prime, if Skyrim wasn't released in that same time frame, I think that uh, The Witcher Three would be the better game uh, yeah. of that era. But you know, Skyrim. Um, there is kind of a vibe when I talk about great games. <clears throat> and the first developer of GTA Five would have been Rockstar. And Rockstar Games is about 25 years old. It's it's seasoned, to say the least, in the gaming industry. They've seen trends. They've been able to now, uh, analyze it. Uh, they also released one of the greatest games of our era, which is Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, great story. Really deep, in-depth story. Another open world. Um, I, I love when a game provides, like, things that you can get that aren't directly achievable. Like you don't see it in the storyline unless you know about it otherwise, whether it's a friend or YouTube or TikTok or whatever that tells you, but it's something you, if you know, you know. And I love that feeling of, you know, oh, I I got something that I wouldn't necessarily guarantee. That's kind of cool. Rockstar also released games like Midnight Club and Max Payne, but their big pillar games are Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead. Um, So they, they kind of focus in on, pillar games and i appreciate that because you get a better product same thing with cd project red cyberpunk witcher that's all they're really known for and those are both really good games um it makes sense because coming up as a as a younger guy i really enjoyed the halo franchise and if you look back at uh bungie or even for the moment that 343 had them that's all they did they had a couple other things um like minor titles like i think myth was an RTS. I never played it, but I got a sequel, so that's they, they put something into it. Um, fun fact, Oni, which was released by Bungie or, or Microsoft or that area, was actually ported to PS2 by Rockstar. So it's, oh, a, it's wow. a big web of things. And um, I, I think that that's what you need from a game developer. Like So with Witcher 4 and the, the immersion of the Netflix series, I think that's going to blow up. It can be beautiful. Yeah. All the videos I've seen are awesome. Uh, that that you're getting a story. You're getting like beautiful graphics, world building, and a story. And I think that they're going to knock that out of the park. I have no doubt in my mind. Witcher 4 will give what you're expecting, which is a big part of a gamer's experience, no matter what the game is. Whether it was Pong back in the day, or it's Halo, or it's Valorant. When I load into this game, what do I expect, and do I get it? And, and that's anywhere you go. It, it's when you start to under deliver as a developer or as a studio that you lose your fan base. Uh, EA uh, and everything they do has lost customers over the years, whether that's, you know, in one sports game or another, like they're, they're putting out less and, you know, charging you more. The games go up in price, but the quality doesn't go anywhere. Correct. Um, once upon a yesterday, I could justify spending $60 or $50 on a game. You know, I get the CD, I get the cover art, I get all this cool stuff that I used to hold on to forever. Now it's $70 and I don't get anything. At any given point, if they want to pull that license or, or they're just like, hey, the servers are down, you don't get to play anymore. And I, I hate that for, for gaming because more people will, will follow EA's footsteps because they make money. So hopefully guys like CD Projekt Red and Rockstar and those guys, they make the games that people want to play. Uh, there also has been a big emergence of indie games. Hades has won multiple awards. Um, me and Thomas were, think we're looking at that the other day. And, and that game... It is very small. A couple of guys in their mom's basement or something, I'm sure. Um, and, and they made a great game. It doesn't take much. You just have to listen 
and think about if you're a gamer, what would you want? And what are your fans saying? Like when you do these closed betas and these alphas, what are they saying? If your beta and your full release are the same, you failed. Like I need some step in the right direction. Nobody's perfect. So if you're going to test a game, I want you to put that test into action. I want you to do something about it. Like, don't ask me if I'm hungry, if we're not going to eat, is how I'd like to put that. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, I think Thomas uh, was going to ride us into this next topic here, or this next leg of the conversation. Well, I, I, much like you guys have, have said, you know, very well, there's, a, there's some great games coming out that y'all are looking forward to, but there's some things that you're kind of missing, right? I, I personally don't have a game that I'm looking forward to. I just know kind of what I'd like to see. And before I get off into that, I, I wanted to touch on what you talked about with some of the the games and and some of the developers and stuff like that and the success they've had, kind of like The Witcher and and um, how the TV show kind of really built off of the game and just added to the success of the franchise. Uh, the Last of Us did that too. Uh, horror game, that kind of deal. They built a great show and then in turn bumped up the fan base to come out and build another game. Uh, you spoke about Red Dead Redemption. A lot of people feel like that would be the next great series to do that with with a, with a, with a TV series or a movie or something of that ilk and then kind of build off of it. So I think it's really cool. I, th- I think for, as a fan, when you when you see a game that's able to adapt like that and then you're able to kind of live it a little bit with uh, your favorite actor, actresses, whatever, I think that's really cool. Uh, I'm really hoping to see something like Red Dead Redemption end up in that in that ilk. As far as my, my, my game I'm looking forward to, I'm a first-person shooter guy first and foremost. I grew up with Halo, you know, so more or less kind of introduced Mike to Halo a little bit. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where I made my bread and butter. There were some other games in there, but predominantly, you know, it was the ultimate stress reliever. Didn't like shooting into, uh, shooting bullets in the paper. So I was shooting people in the face on the Xbox or PlayStation or whatever. So whatever that next great first person shooter, you'll see me there. Right. And, and, uh, I will agree. There's something about a first person shooter that that's therapeutic to, to us all. Uh, you know, you kind of get that rage and anger out. You, you know, you at, at most you sit down and hang out with a couple of friends and and play video games, kind of like decompress from whatever you're doing in your day to day. So games are, are a lot more than people give them credit for. Um, and I think finally we're in a good place in the universe where mm-hmm. parents understand you can't pause an online game. And as a kid, that <laughs> wasn't apparent to people. It's like, hey, you know, I, I can't right now and they're like you're disrespecting me in my house i'm like i'm not i'm not i just i'm not willing to build this game for you Um, so speaking of things that we want to see the things that we don't see right i've kind of sat down i've talked to thomas about it i've talked to josh about it but the game that if i was paid to make things which i'm not but uh if i was yes not yet not yet but if i was uh the the first title that i would offer you right it would have to meet a couple of my criteria. As a gamer, I need certain things in life. And in 2023, I need an open world. I need a vast, like, touchable world, right? Like, gone are the days where I can throw together a cityscape and, and you can't open but two doors. One's the shop and one's your house where you sleep at. Um, like, even back in the day, like, right, Pokemon. Like, very rare 
were the houses you could not go in. Whether you were welcomed or not, you could go in. You might not you know, enrich your story, but I felt like I controlled that space. And I feel like a lot of people have that same mentality. Uh, I think that with Mass Effect, we realized the success in a, in a choice-driven uh, story, right? Like everything I do, these NPCs remember. Uh, everything that I, I decide on will affect my, my future gameplay. Uh, I think that Mass Effect kind of kind of half crawled because it wasn't a brand new idea, but mm. Mass Effect half crawled so that Baldur's Gate three could walk or run, right? Because yeah. that game blew up as soon as it came out because you know nobody wants to admit they love D and D, but they do. <laughs> and, and rolling the dice on a decision like, oh, hey, I'm gonna attack this guy. Uh, let's see if you can do it. Like that. That's a different level of you know. Excited. How bad is this going to hurt, right? Like, you don't hold in that one. It's not great. Um, I think uh, me and Josh agree that head-to-toe customization is important in today's 100%. gaming. Like, I, I don't care if I'm playing that. I want to pick my cleats. You know, I want to mm. pick my gear. You know, like, what, what chess piece am I rocking? What am I taking into battle? Like, that gives you ownership. And uh, for those of you who don't know, in my real-world life, I am a manager of, of men and women. And, and I feel like giving people ownership makes them feel like they 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 belong like they they need to do things to better our economy because it's theirs just as much as it's mine and i feel like in situations where they did not take ownership they cared less if they Mm -hmm. walked out they affected nobody but realistically you know everything you do affects people around you correct EA, take notice you're 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 not taking ownership of the game (laughs) you're like price gouging and your packs suck i pay for those packs your packs suck (laughs) i'm a legacy member in madden i bought so many packs i've worked so hard and those packs suck um we all i'll be honest like nowadays in madden like the new one just came out i'll wait till about six months in i'll buy the game and then now the cards that i'm getting are good like Mm -hmm. on release you know how many people spend thousands and thousands. probably millions of dollars on packs that can drop me like a an 84 overall like that's my yeah. banger nah fam I'll, I'll i'll come in later and i'll get the 99 yeah uh, but back to the game that i i would make uh, achievement based cosmetics i'm so tired of being sold pixels they don't do anything they just look good i i miss the days of, of getting all the skulls in halo and getting a flaming helmet you know yeah. I, I love that call of duty still has the way to get those skins um, I think that, that that speaks links, right? Like the first thing Josh did, we're playing Party Animals. The first thing he did was go beat the tutorial on three stars, which is three minutes and 33 seconds with left, for those of you who yeah. play that game. Uh, and he got the golden bacon skin. I played it like three times. I didn't get it. But he got it, and he rocked it like all the time. So I think that gamers still care about that. I, I would much rather earn it than buy it. Correct. You know, there are times I'd like to buy things. Right. Like, I think I got the deluxe edition and I got a bunch of skins to start the game. So I feel like I'm doing big things, but I'm really not. I just spent 10 bucks. Um, I, I do my research. You know, I try and teach Josh the way of the ninja or, or the Ronin. <laughs> and uh, so I think some new, like, intuitive ideas to come out with a game would be uh, like weekly ladder boosts, right? Like, whatever you're doing. Yeah. And in this game, it would matter. Um, you, you get XP boosts or you get maybe drop rate increases weekly based on your performance. Like yeah. how you play in the game will determine how well the game plays for you. Um, percent loot drop is important in that, you know, economy. Uh, stat-based gear is a must at this point. Like I, I don't need a fancy gauntlet if it doesn't do anything. Like I exactly. like the idea of specking out a character. I think a lot of MMOs, that that's a staple. 
um, to spec out your character, you know, and not necessarily for better or worse, but, you know, in a direction that supports your gameplay. Because I think that if, if Josh, for instance, is, you know, uh, the world's greatest sniper, right, in, in, in any given game, which he's not, but if he was, <laughs> thanks. I think his spec would be better for like ammo. It'd be reload speed. It would be, you know, that steadiness. Like, you know, you need those stats. And yeah, maybe in the meta, running an SMG on shipment is the way to go. Uh, that's a Martinez comment. Um, but I think it would do Josh better because that's how he plays. It's the push of gameplay. Yeah. So you have the best experience for you. Like Thomas said in Destiny. Yes, the thorn was elite, but if maybe you were so good in a different direction, it didn't matter. Like if you had the the slide, shoulder, charge, shotgun, roll out, you know, maybe you maybe you're better that way. Mm-hmm. So um, now now we're gonna go on an adventure here for this game because it's a little out there. <laughs> but, uh, it, it's heavily based on uh, I was feeling gladiators at the time, so so uh-huh. Roman mythology and the Roman time. So I'm thinking near future. Like, so if it's 2023, let's say 2075, something like that. Not too far away, but close enough to where it's realistic. Something's um, changed. Possible names, side of the Sybil. Uh, and if you don't know what a Sybil is, it's because you're not familiar with Roman mythology. So the <laughs> alternate title would be the Eye of the Oracle, which are the same thing in two different places. That's actually Greek mythology. But uh, like I said, you'd need an open world, choice-driven story, something. I don't know. I, I've told with a lot of ideas. Like maybe you're 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 trying to get out of the ghetto, or maybe you're living your best life, and you know you run into a long lost family member that needs you to do something. Every quest starts off the same way, right? You run into one fateful person on a bad day, and it it rolls from there. Mm-hmm. But um, right. I think that every game needs a great story, so that would be the the story aspect of it, right? Um, and in the story, you've been introduced to you what I've come to call the uh, PGL, which is a pro gladiator league which is melee-based combat in an arena that defies life, right? Like, you walk in, we've all seen it on shows and stuff, you walk in and it's like an anti-death field. Like, you can fight and you can do harm, but you can't die. Yeah. Um, so it's all hand-to-hand combat. We've got old, like, Roman weapons. You got spears, you got swords, you got shields, really cool, like, fancy helmets, you know. the uh, We've all seen, what is it, Spartacus. Right, yeah. like everybody was hyped about that show, so I think that a game that was based off of that, maybe using some similar mechanics to like Veronica, where where you you know you can parry, you can roll, you can squat up on guys, you can choose speed or you can choose power, but the choice is yours. However, you choose to go into battle, and, and you would have something along the lines of that would introduce the multiplayer into the story, and that's the the PGL, and you would have one on one, you could have like two on two, three on threes. And then you have like a party mode that's like 10. And that's shout out to Halo and Big Team Battle because I feel like every game yep. should have like a massive goof game because a lot of people end up playing that. Mm. So, yeah, um, I mean, that that's a game, you know, the, the side of the Sybil. Uh, like I'm thinking if you, were, if you were guessing an art style of graphics, it would be like Cyberpunk in Rome. Uh, you could have different factions. Um, Maybe one that's like very prestigious, white, golds, um, sh- strong silvers. You could have one that's more traditional, um, kind of come from the hill people, and they've got like your your gritty armor, your classic. Like, yeah, more classic. This is, yeah. this is from the dirt, you know, got it out the mud. 
Um, and then your third faction is the X factor and that's the new wave. And you've got like a lot of whites, a lot of neons, you know, blacks, Pop. just uh, like, like, like think Rome had a, had a Tokyo event and that's, that's what it would look like. <laughs> um, and now like we asked him, well, why would I play this? Game? What was spicy about it? Right. So as you may or may not know, Rome has 12 predominant gods. And I think that a game in a year that you want to play for more than a year, because nobody likes this year to year release stuff. Call of Duty, we're looking at you. Um, year to year release, Madden, FIFA, or sorry, FC 24. Nobody likes it. it. I like to play a game four years. I don't want one every year. Not the same game anyways. I buy a lot of games, but not the same game. So I think it would be really cool to have a not, not paid season pack, but a monthly progression that like, so say for instance, you had Mars, one of the gods or Juno, and their month would be that month. And everything you do in that month leads you to that ladder and you fight for rewards, whether it be in the PGL or whatever, you, you make your money and you would get rewards based on that. And like this Juno helm that lights up, you won't be able to see that again until next year. You won't be able to buy it. There's no cosmetic that they release for sale that looks just like it. Like this is the one you get you and need. you only get it then. And you only get it in the month of June and say you already have it, right? So the next one is a, a, a new color that nobody else can have unless you got the one from last year. Because that's that's the the heart and the soul of a game that I would make is is keeping gamers for a long amount of time, you know, building that that loyalty and giving somebody something to play for. Like everybody has that one game. I think for Rachel it's Overwatch. I think for me it's like Rocket League. They come out with a new season pass. They come out with a new event. And I have to play it because I, I feel obligated i've got thousands of hours in it or whatever i feel obligated um so i think that would be cool that weekly ladder boost that we get from fighting in the pgl multiplayer gives you a reason to play right there's rewards based off that um there would be no microtransactions in this game that i make it would all be achievement based gear like you had to earn it if you didn't earn it you you look like a, a no skin in fortnite if you didn't earn it because yeah. everybody's selling you something I, I would give you something to earn. I give you something to go out there and work for. Mm -hmm. So, so with that, that that just quick strokes on the game that I would make. I will open up the floor to Thomas and Josh to kind of pick it apart or maybe add to it, you know, and maybe they'll come up with some questions that you might have. Mm -hmm. So, what you got, uh, Josh? yeah. So for me, uh, I really like the idea. I like the whole aspect <laughs> of, uh, you know you're working for something right you know i know that if i get this certain skin right i earned it you know i went out of my way i got you know whether it be top bronze silver whatever right you know up to whatever the ranks are uh, you know i did my part right you know i did what i did you know i dominated here let's say in bronze or whatever boom time to move on to silver now now you know i got something else to reach for you know go up to silver you know and, and i think on top of that you know it'd be really nice to since you know there's there's not going to be any like you know cosmetics and stuff that you could buy that you have to earn right or you know find within this open world would be like uh something unique you know that like a, a boss would drop or whatnot you know like you were the the highest you know damage dealer you know for this so you know you get a chance to roll on this certain loot drop right or you were the the last person to get the 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 killing blow right you also roll 
on this loot drop and you know you could get some some dope ass unique skins you know that way that way they'll be all like oh where'd you get that i'm all like oh you know it was a uh, this month's you know raid boss or whatever he dropped it right so you know back to that thing how you were saying you're not going to be able to see that skin you know unless you got it during that month you're gonna have to wait a whole other year until you know that raid boss comes back or whatnot until you'll be able to have a chance you know to try to get that again which i think it's nice um and yeah i mean just always like changing it up i really like the fact that you said about the the big battle right because yeah you know sometimes you're running solos you know sometimes you got your main you know two or three people that are running to you know with you but you know everybody has those nights where you got a full party right you got like eight ten you know people there with you and you want to be able to run those big uh those big events which i think it's right, uh like the discord's really popping nice. and you got to play among us or golf with friends no, yeah because that yeah because that's all you have yeah so i really like that i think that's going to be huge especially for content creators that want to get their um all their fans you know within it they could be like hey i'm gonna run this custom games and you know just keep cycling people through it you know that way everybody has something you know that they could do they're like oh yeah dude you know i played over here with you know such and such running these games i think that's a that's something really good uh for the game but i really like right. it and, and i think that uh there's actually a guy i forget his name it's like he does assignments simon says on call of duty right now and like uh. a ton of people just want to get in on this. That they tell one map in the new Call of Duty, there's like a bus in the back behind like a bodega or something. There's like that narrow aisle way, but there's a half wall and then there's like a bus. And everybody gets on the bus and, and he says, or like Comet says, whatever it is his name is, but he says like, hey, do this or hey, do that. They played like Simon Seth mm -hmm. in 2023 in Call of Duty. Like they, it, it's nutty, yeah. but people yeah. do that. And I think that's an underrated effect on the gaming industry is value your content creators right Correct. they kind of decide what lives and what goes they give you the thumbs up thumbs down old school style like so if you have people that want to make content on your game you'll have a successful game like a league of legends yeah. number one yeah. streamed game on twitch right now and the game's been out for too long probably yeah i'm no good at it <laughs> i'm a hater but it's the number one streamed game content creators appreciate it it's another one of those every item matters games that we talked about. Um, mobiles are huge. Um, actually, the game you spoke of, Fortnite, mm -hmm. it's number 10 on Twitch. Number 10. Um, yeah, so GTA number 2, I think. Uh, and that's all RP stuff, which is customs, which I think every game should have customs. Correct. Not necessarily to say that like I didn't want to make the game any thicker than it already was, but to give the gamers that creativity that room to breathe that like if you've played all that you can play and you've conquered everything what's left you have like fortnite box battles like like my nephew thomas's kid is a box battle champion um and he put the work in he put the hours in i may be able to outshoot him any day of the week but he will box me up and send me back to wherever <laughs> i came from real quick and, and that's you know your youth is huge too i don't know if this game would not be rated mature but i feel like they get to it anyways um I know for a fact my nephew will be old enough to play this game. So at the time that it releases one day. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you really have to, as a game developer, think about how this impacts the community that is gaming. Um, exactly. Think about the gamers. It build it for gamers. Um, so definitely take a look into that. Listen to your feedback. Uh, Thomas, what are your thoughts? I'm going to take the other side of the coin and I'm going to poke holes into this game. Because while I do like it, I have questions that I think you would probably have to answer for a 
chunk of the masses. So uh, one of the things you talked about, which I think is really great, is the the monthly armor of the god or whatever. Super dope. I think that's awesome. But what is going to differentiate skill-wise? Is, is it just aesthetics? Or are these going to be different skill-based, like speed, strength, agility, whatever, blah, 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 based on the month? Right. Um <laughs> And I think me and Josh kind of went over this a little bit and I was kind of trying to figure out how to because you want ranking systems. You want like your top. I think Valerie does a really good job of like how they yeah. rank their people because you, you reach the top of the ladder and then you get a number. And if you have a number, I don't want to play with you because we are not the same. Um, but I feel like you do it like uh, elementary school fundraiser, right? So I feel like uh, Rocket League does this. Um, so say you finished Diamond 3 and you did all your rewards and you were Diamond Stuck. You will get the diamond reward. You will get the gold reward. You will get the silver reward and the bronze reward. Um, also, each reward will be, you know, it will tier to the system. Like, I do not want my silver players and my bronze players getting the same rewards that my, my you know, grand champs or champions right. are getting. Um, I do want it to be better, but I do want to give people something to play for. Um, I, I think that having a character sheet of sorts, right, like a profile, that you can uh, i think league does it now they have badges you can display like three badges and, and you can put that you're this that and the third quite literally and i feel like having that like saying that you finish season or not even season but like you know juno one uh or mm -hmm. mars one or the yeah. one whatever the other document um at, at platinum or at diamond i think it's cool that you can showcase that whether it be in your gear or in a title um i think that you should show people what they're working for. But ultimately, I think that that's how you differentiate, right? Like everybody gets what the highest achievement they can get and all the way down. But I mean, if you're diamond and you don't play this month, you don't get anything. You don't you don't qualify rewards. I think there has to be that Rocket League aspect of like playing enough games to say that you've earned it. Yeah. Because if you stop playing and somebody else is playing, I think they deserve more than you do. I don't care if they're better than you than not. Um, if you're not playing the game, you get nothing. Um, but that's how I would do it. Like an uh, elementary fundraiser of sorts, right? Like you get your highest achievement and everything beneath it. And it all has to be taken into account when you're building your rewards for that month. Um, and like I said, your weekly rewards are boosts. It, it's, it's something that keeps you playing my game, right? Because if I get wheels in Rocket League, I'm like, oh, those are cool wheels. I may or may not wear them if I find the right color. But if I get something that affects my day-to-day -day gameplay, like double XP, people love double XP. I've seen so many people buy like Mountain Dew and Doritos. Yeah. And everything Call of Duty slaps a sticker on for double XP. It's even on eBay. You can buy it uh, without buying the product. So I would give you something like that for free uh, if you're playing the game, if you're competing in my game. Like I, I, I want you to spend as little as possible like to play this game. I To get the eyes of the gamer, you have to give them something. Right, like you release this right. game thirty nine ninety nine median, not not AAA, not indie per se, not a two D dungeon crawler, thirty nine ninety nine, and, and that should be all you have to spend. And now, if you ask a real gamer what it costs, it'll tell you blood, sweat, tears. Mm -hmm. But but I think with the the Roman theme of the game, getting everything by way of the blade it, is a beautiful way to do it. Right, it, it gives to the theme that nothing is given; it is all taken or earned. So yeah. I, I think that's how I would handle that. 
Um, I, I think I answered the question, right? Like how far or how would you get these rewards? How do you differentiate the rewards? You'd have your, your standard rankings and leagues. Um, you could also have mid-month tournaments. I think that would be really cool. Like say you're a silver player and you think you're better. I've heard that a thousand times. I'm sure you have too. Everybody thinks they're better than they are. Grand There's a tournament. Yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. There's a tournament. And how you place in that tournament, and this will be like that, that 1v1 uh, that I talked about that could be in the game. If you throw hands with somebody, everybody, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a ladder uh, bracket, and, and you throw hands. And if you make to the top, you immediately get a tier bump. That, that is your prize. Uh, so yeah. you make it to the semifinals, you are at the top of your rank. Congrats. But you are not the, the next man up. You had relegation too? <laughs> I mean, that that would be cool. But, uh, I mean, if you're earning it, right? Like, I think we, we did talk about relegation last week. But, like, say you're – like, we got to make space, man. Uh, the bottom 10 out of this 50-man stack, you, you're, you're no longer your rank. You did not achieve enough greatness in your ladder. But, I mean, like we talked about last week, like, if you're the man you think you are, if you if you got that sauce um, – you go up, like, yeah. like, like you'll go down, you'll come right back up, and you know, and it sucks, but hey, there's a tournament once a month, you'll get a shot to shoot back up if you're that guy, like you fight all the silvers, and if you win, you're gold again, but but that gives you something to play for, right? It could be a weekly thing, like I know Rocket League has like 18 tournaments a day, uh, doesn't do you any good, you just get upset, well, you know. um, but yeah, I think that that's how you you make it fun, you make it interesting, it, it becomes a chaotic yet kind of sustainable economy in the game. The next question I have is, is, is going back to the armor thing, right? Cause I'm kind of hung up on the armor thing, the month to month armor, like say, say I max out all my armor in January. What's my incentive to go try to go hunt down July's armor? Well, July will be a new, uh, that'll be a new set of armor. Um, also I think with, the idea of stat increase armor, right? You need to imbue or tool your armor a certain way, right? So that's something you go get in the open world and, and you use those kind of MMO sort of uh, items to, you know, you need, say, X amount on this legendary chess piece to make it what you want. Uh, you have to go, like, it, every time you get a reward in the game, I want it to be a... Uh, uh, an exciting moment, but it needs to be a, the next step in your, you know, your story. Your story is never over because yeah. if I have you on the hook for the month of June, you love June, you got the whole set, beautiful, right? But then you got next June, you got the next month. The next month will open up a possibility for you to maybe go in a different direction with a different character. I think having multiple characters is fun for people. Um, like, say you want to play like that big tanky dude. Uh, you want to throw hands, maybe like kick people into the earth. Uh, say Josh wants to be an assassin. Say you you want to play like a spear chucker of sorts. Like whatever it is, it you know comes out of this game. Like all this armor that you can imbue in a different direction, and, and it's not to say that's all you get. Like the story provides you with a lot of armor and rewards, and and you can use those to like build your characters, and then you have these specific you know, sets that you can flex on people with, right? Like, and, and games kind of go up and down. It's like the stock market. Um, when Halloween hits, Overwatch is more played than it is all year long. 
Um, so to get a reward in, in October is huge because the game plays high. So like we've all seen that Skull Trooper in Fortnite came out early. The people that got it, they'd sold their accounts. The people that kept it, they're they're goaded. But you see a Skull Trooper, you know he's OG. Um, I think uh, people really appreciate that. Like playing in any game, like, oh man, you've got this skit. And it's not going to be re-released. It's not going to be sold to you in a different shade. Yeah. But, you know, everybody respects a dude in Halo has got a flaming skull. Like he, he's, he's, you know, been through, you know, whatever he had to go through, you know, in his personal life and also did this, you know, like, you know, cool for, cool for him. But like that guy probably will, will give you a good game. Like, I, I love that the idea that I hate hiding things in a lobby because people avoid it. But like, I like to be able to see what I'm looking at. Uh, like me and Josh play a lot of Rocket League. We've got Bacchus mod. I, I know what I'm looking at when I step into a game. And it's not that I'm going to run from it. It's that I, I, I know where to look. I know what I'm doing. Like if I see somebody with a specific lance, maybe that guy throws hands a little harder than the others. Like I'm going to pay attention to him. So, and again, that goes to like the, the culture of gaming and understanding it at the ground floor where you are playing the games and, and what people think about when they get into a lobby. You know, like the competitive gamers. We're not talking to the guys who ditch lobbies or who who cheat and do X Y Z. We're not talking about. They don't count. What else you got? I think I got nothing. I think I need the beta. Where's it at? <laughs> I get on that. I'm making it on my cell phone right now. Uh, Josh, any any more questions about the uh, the side of a civil? No, I mean, it's it's sounding good. Um, and I feel like, you know, a big factor is like, you know, how you said, like, you know, listening to the gamers, you know, what the gamers want. Because I feel like nowadays, like, you know, as much as the gamers are asking, you know, in a specific game, like, hey, this person, you know, she's, you know, it's overpowered. This is overpowered. Change this, change that. They're all like, you know what? Let me make them more overpowered and, you know, ruin it for everybody else. Because you're all like, ah, like really like you know fix the game you know let us enjoy it more we we, we want to play but if you're not giving us the tools to be able to play it you know why should i play right and i think a great example of sticking with your guns and supporting your 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 customers ubisoft uh which we haven't talked about just yet uh does rainbow six the siege and a lot of people play that game on release but know that it wasn't polished it took a year or two i think and it came out 10 times better. People still play the game today. It is beautiful. Yeah. There are very few games that do it better. Uh, they have a very tangible world. Like if I if I know where you're probably going to be sitting at, I can poke a hole in the wall and shoot you in the face. It doesn't matter what the wall is. If it's a, a more durable wall, I may need to give it some juice. But uh, I think that Ubisoft is a great candidate for like developer of the year, game studio of the year, because like they, they stick with their games, um, whether it's Wildlands or the siege or anything i mean they they do not let go they they know that real gamers will be there when the content comes and, and the people that hold them up deserve the world because i've been one of those gamers and i've played through tough times in a game where it's not as fun as it used to be but uh you keep showing up and, and when those game builders stick with it and they give you more content and they give you more to be proud of when you're playing it like being the best at siege didn't mean much in the first year it's like okay you're playing a broken game with broken characters but they oh, yeah. stuck with it. They balanced it out because that's important, right? Like a lot of games will release characters or weapons that are broken. Call of Duty is infamous. They, they release a new weapon that's in the store or you can get it immediately if you buy 20 tiers of the pass. And that, that weapon is hard to counter. And I don't like yeah. that. Pay to win is boring. Um, you feel dirty when you do it. You're like, <laughs> I know they're talking. 
so much <laughs> shit right now. Like everybody in the lobby hates me. Uh, what, what did Tupac say? I made a G today. Made it in the sleazy way. Like you know, like you don't feel good on the inside. And uh, which kind of leads me into my next point here, uh, or, or segment, is uh, what what does make you feel good? Your proudest moments in gaming, maybe your worst moments in gaming. I think that everybody has one that they can recall. I know, I know mine by heart. Uh, Thomas, you know, you you've gone last in all of these. Like, let, let's start with you. What are some of the greatest or worst moments in gaming? <laughs> I'm sitting over here going, I'm his worst moment in gaming. Damn, like uh, he didn't have to call me out in front of everybody. Like, you know, he could he could he could have went any other way. You know, fine, I'll go first. <laughs> I take you back. Thomas was in town. He was visiting. He brought his, his stupid Xbox 360. Uh, he had a couple of games. One of them being Halo. I believe it was Halo Two. Um, and then he also had FIFA. And I'm a very proud person. If you listen to any episode before this, I'm very talkative and very loud. And I let him know that I was going to give him this work. Like, and he reminded me uh, swiftly. Uh, I think Halo went like uh, 25 in 1v1. Um, I forget the map. It was the one where like if you jumped off the ledge, you died. And I found that out. Negative two is what I finished with. Um, <laughs> man, I can't think of the map. But yes, Thomas gave me that Blood Gulch. <laughs> uh, no, Blood Gulch wasn't it. It was the one in the sky. You know what I'm talking about. They remade it in Infinite. But, like, either way. Um, yeah, so I lost 25 to negative two. That happened. Um, I also lost in FIFA, which I was a soccer player in high school. So I felt pretty bad about that. I took that one personally. Uh, like Colorado, you know, and Dion. I took that personally. And, and I think I've created, you know, uh, quite the gamer since then. I've come up in the world. Yo, wax um, me so many times I can't even count anymore. Yeah. Like 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 um, he still li- relives that moment in his head. Like <laughs> every time he sees yeah. you on the other side, like, no, no, I'm giving you this work. The irony oh, yeah, of the story, the irony of the story is I did not come for him. You know no, I, I earned it. I asked he, for it. He I, asked I, I, he asked for these hands. So so a little backstory, you know, like I joined the military and and Halo was what was hot in the streets. Everybody had an Xbox. We linked them bad boys together and we were gaming as soon as we got off of work. I mean, all night long, beers and 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 four Xboxes hooked up, four TV screens, you know, talking shit and playing video games. So I mean we, we put in some work. We had tournaments. We did all kinds of things. So then I come home, you know, from, from you know, my active duty stuff, and he sees my setup and is like, hey, what is this? Oh, no, I'm whooping that ass. And I'm like, bro, like, like I, I knew I was that dude then, you know, when I was putting in, you know, eight hours a day, that kind of deal. And it was like I, we had no business playing. You know, he's like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm staring up at the sky with this gun in my hand. You know what I mean? And it's just like, look, yeah, man. First-person shooters were brand new to me when I picked up that <laughs> controller. But, you know, I think that uh, the, my gameplay in Turok uh, on the N64 really prepared me for that moment. And, uh, or didn't. But uh, I think what I did is called a pro gamer move. I waited for this man to get old. You know, a wife and two kids. And I was like, you know what? I'm the man now. I've been I've out, I've outlived you. I'm here for it. And he's but, been whooping uh, my ass ever since. I I won a game. I haven't won a game since. So <laughs> and, uh, I, I, I think a, he's he's got like five or ten million more wins, and then he'll be even. I guess I don't know. You know, I, look, I'm only a level twenty two seventy five in Rocket League. You'll catch up. I promise. <laughs> oh my! Um, won't happen. But yeah. So greatest <laughs> moment in gaming, big wins, right? Like uh. For me, not necessarily winning, but like being happy in gaming. Uh, Ark Survival Evolved Year One. Also, Ark is still top ten on Twitch. Don't ask how, but it is. 
Um, back then, it was it was simpler, right? You couldn't jump from map to map and like hari kari your way through some stuff. Like you had to, you all your business was on the street. If you if you betrayed this guy, everybody on the server knew about it. It was very political. You had to be diplomatic in your moves. Um, I got to the point where you know I was one of the bigger guys in a group, if not the main guy. And, and I would walk over to you, and if you built too close to me, I'd be like, hey, man, uh, we're right over the hill, so uh, this is kind of too close. So you can either move, or I can come back later and help you move. And if I came back later, I would take everything from you. I would be like, cool, now you can respawn in peace. You have no dinosaurs. You have no items. It's, it's all gone. It's on the ground. Um, that was the, the most fun I'd had in a video game in a long time. I mean, I play Rocket League every day, and I'm not that happy. And uh, so that, those are my moments. Uh, so either one of you can pick your greatest and worst moments. I have no problem sharing mine. I love them. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was supposed to start, so I guess I'll go. Uh, well, I, you, I got... you, you pulled the trigger. I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> stop. <so. laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say, man, those 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 late nights playing Halo, the tournaments. You know, back when that when first person shooters fake first came out. I mean, it was the wild wild west. I mean, literally. And it was the most fun. I mean, you definitely got to live. No, nothing is better. In, in, in my mind, nothing is better than hearing somebody who's sitting like four feet to your right lose his shit. You <laughs> shot him in the face. There's just nothing better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's nothing better. You lay, <laughs> you lay yeah. a guy down and hear his, his angst. It just, it's just so rewarding. It's so, so satisfying. And those are some of my greatest moments in gaming. You know what I mean? I, I I still think to this day when I'm playing anything with a gun in my hand, I imagine the other guy when I put him down, you know, and thoroughly upset, and it makes my day. It gives it gives me joy. Uh, one of the mo- worst moments is 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 speaking to that same arc game because we built a a a, a base so magical, so epic. That it wouldn't render right, like 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 you rolled up on our our we called it Camelot because the thing was so massive, you rolled up on it and it never rendered right away. And then when it did, it was like holy shit, it's this huge compound that we would just farm resources and build and build and build. And the thing was glorious to the point that the entire server basically had to like rally up against us to take us down. Whether or not Mike instigated it. We'll never know. <laughs> I'm thoroughly convinced that he might have called somebody a bitch, and that's how we Anybody got there. Knows that is if you're red and you're on my server, it's a problem. Like I, I, I run this out here. Now there was a moment in time where I there was that tall tower off in the in the distance, and it was like ignorantly high, right? Like it wouldn't render the top, kind of like Thomas was saying. And uh, we went and took it down, night ops, you know, just quietly. Nobody's on the server. Uh, we just you know dropped it. And I, I remember, uh, who was I playing? I forget the, the girl that was playing with us at the time, but she left her sleeping bag and I went back and got it and I dipped out. But uh, they definitely got on the server and we blamed somebody else uh, when they came back. But, but no, it was a great time. Still had. Uh, I met some really good friends out of there. Shout out to like PX James Smith. Uh, I still, you know, look out for that guy every once in a while, but like we played for years and that was, he was in a different tribe at that point. Um, and we kind of aligned after that server kind of blew up. Uh, when they introduced server transport, you could just spawn in and blow stuff up, and you know it, it was kind of crazy. But man, that that old school tactics kind of like you either you know fought or got in line, and uh, you know it it was it was cool. It was 
it was a different type of game and they didn't have a lot of that in the world now you kind of got like h1z1 you kind of got like arma like games like that bigger games that if you were on a pc back then you could play but like you know us xbox guys that was the first for us to play something that that grizzly that 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 gangster like yeah all your decisions decide the gameplay it's create your own adventure nobody told you what to do you just did what you needed to oh and 10 hour dinosaur tames Fuck that. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah that, no, well, I had that eight-hour turn thing, and I promise you I got like 25% effectiveness on it. And had I known how to get down, whether it was prime meat or kibble, it probably would only take like 25 Oh, minutes. man. We're, 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 we're taking shifts. Taking shifts to tame a dinosaur, man. Uh, it takes a village. Yeah. That is an term. It takes a village. Those, uh, what is it, the, the Giganotosaurus baby hatching. Like that takes seven business days. It takes seven business days. Jesus. Nah. Josh, what you got for me? Yeah, so I think uh, one of the best. Uh, what was the question? One of the best uh, gaming memories, best memories, worst memories. Like, the yeah, so stuck with you throughout all your years of gaming. I think uh, one of the best memories I would have to say would have to be Minecraft. Actually, you sure it's not I playing think... Rocket League next to me? Because I do a lot. <laughs> No, that's actually one of the worst. <laughs> oh, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, no shot. So, so I mean, definitely, you know, like you know, whenever they first introduced, you know, Minecraft, right? At first, everybody just kind of went in, and they were like, "Oh, you know, what do we do?" They, you know, people start building, and you know, slowly, you kind of see of like, you know, just building these like dirt huts, right? Little, you know, four by fours, just so I could put a little chest in the corner. Like, I'm good. Like, you know, that's all I need to just like, you know, building these cathedrals that you didn't even think were possible. You know all the you know fun game modes that people would make. I remember I was I was uh, in a server and we had these like dope ass like games that people made that um, you know you would use you know bow and arrows. You would shoot the 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 snow floor because if you shot a snow floor there was nothing underneath it. You could just go straight down. So you know I thought that was a pretty cool you know game mode they put down. We'd always you know mess around, have fun, but you know at the same time conquer so i think that was you know very good memory everybody could hop on you know go f around you know it sounds um, like and, your parents didn't buy you legos as a kid uh, <laughs> i actually did have legos i really liked them <laughs> I, I bet you rachel has more i don't doubt it i don't doubt it. i don't have many felix has more <laughs> than all of them <laughs> there, you go. Uh, there you go i got um, harry potter make <laughs> I do like how like it evolved though to nowadays with like the you know MMO, um, Minecraft and all the stuff they they brought into it, which is, which was really good. But I think that was definitely a fun game to play with the, you know friends. You know, I had a lot of uh, good adventures with that. I think uh, some of the worst things that happened with the gaming would have to be uh, Rocket League losing its uh, loot boxes. And uh, more recently, actually, if you guys have been paying attention, Rocket League is about to get rid of trading. So, I, I, You know, I agree. That is a negative direction for Rocket League to go. Now, this yeah. is years in the making. Uh, Rocket League was made by Psyonix, and Psyonix gave it off to Epic. And when Epic took the reins, they got rid of a lot of the reasons why I played. Like, I've made hundreds of dollars, if not thousands, on Rocket League items, whether yep. that was a Titanium White Octane or the Titanium White Zombas or name something else was Titanium White. Um, you could you could sell things, and, and there was a market for it, and they took that away. Yeah. And I don't appreciate it because as a gamer, I mean, you find ways to incorporate like everybody wants to make money on playing video games uh and it's rare that you ever get to 
But in a situation like that, where all you have to do is give out more content and, and like let the gamer community thrive, because look at CSGO. They never took away their trading. They never took away the cost of a gun. Like they just were like, hey, that's a part of doing business. It's not illegal. Yeah. But uh, it may violate, a, a, you know, something I agreed to a long time ago, but ultimately it doesn't hurt anybody. I'm not stealing. I'm not scamming. I'm not cheating. I, yeah. I got a gun skin. There's a pocket knife in like uh, the new CSGO 2, or I don't know if it's a continuation of CSGO 1, but either way, there's a pocket knife, like a butterfly knife. I was watching a TikTok. It's worth $1,275. Yeah. If you get it, you can sell it. Uh, I was talking to Saul Wazi the other day, and I guess it goes to your, or maybe Clovey. But it goes through your yeah. Steam wallet if you sell it that way, but you know, or you go to a sketchy website. But I don't know. I think that those are the things that you shouldn't take away from your gamers. Like if they find something, don't don't take it away. Yeah. Like that that's we've all been raised. If you touch the the stove and it's hot, don't do it again. But like if I touch the stove and it gives me money, don't make it hot. Like don't change the rules of the game. Like that's tough. And, and to get rid of player trading, and then there's such a like the first half of my Rocket League career had nothing to do with gaming. I didn't play that game very well. Uh, I'll be honest, I sucked. I was like plat or you no, know, I was gold I think at the time. So if you think you're doing big stuff at gold, you know, you weren't. But uh, they they <laughs> like I, I just got on and traded. And and Martinez and me would play for hours and he would like scam children. Like hey, I don't have anything, and you know I got scammed. And people would give him stuff, and he's just racking up stuff from children. I mean, morally wrong, but he didn't cheat anybody per se. Uh, Candy from just, babies. Oh, those are good kids. I mean, they're gonna grow up one day, they either take <laughs> over the world or donate to charity. One of the two. And uh, uh, and I feel like uh, you bring up a really good point here with like you know taking things away. For a, a good example of that would be a uh, CS:GO actually. So the devs accidentally put a base. Um, uh, karambit within the game right usually any knife that you see that you unbox you know, however which way you get it has a star on it there is only one karambit in circulation that has no star that is called the no star karambit it is currently name. yeah it is currently <laughs> the highest value item within csgo the devs knew they fucked up they put it in there and they're like oh damn it you know but they didn't take it away they're like hey you got it you know so one it. One now. yeah yeah you got it hey you know it happened we messed up but you know like that's it you know they caught themselves on the back end and i i really like that they did leave that in there it gave you know and like people that see it they're like dang dude like that is a dope knife it's a regular karambit like it's literally the base skin of like you know of a uh, of the knife that you're holding but it is a one of one that the only way you're going to get it is if you trace somebody. And I think, like, currently it's worth, like, anywhere from, like, three hundred dollars to $500,000, which is uh, a crazy amount for some pixels. Um, well, yeah, you got to think about it. Like, like it's the meta game, right? Like, it, yeah. If a community adds value to your, your yeah. game and people want to play it now, because, I mean, I don't look at CSGO, but I hear about it. And if I'm hearing about it, everybody is. Because, you yeah. know, I'm just one gamer in the world. So... Anything that adds value, whether that's an exploit, uh, I mean, if it's terrible, fix it, sure, maybe. But if it's like everybody's getting in on the game because X is happening, maybe don't let it happen in the future, but let it ride for the moment. Yeah. Like, whatever, let them have, if they win, let them have it. That yeah. That's like good parenting, right? Like if they find, if, they, if they're so in, you know, if they, you know, have the initiative or, or the intuitiveness to, to, to go get it and they've earned it, like let them keep it, let them have it. Like they, if it, especially if it doesn't hurt the community, if it's not game breaking, because you know 
you've got certain developers we won't name names but everybody knows ones that that their game is falling apart it's broken in certain sections and they they will go to stop an exploit before they stop a cheater who's like farming wins correct or, or correct. You know, they, they they focus on the wrong problems and yeah, that's goes back to like listening to your gaming community and doing what they think is right uh because the 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 majority vote is usually the right thing to do like very few people are gonna come out and say yeah no i scammed hundreds of thousands of dollars of csgo don't fix it not nobody's gonna say that mm. you're like hey this guy who's head glitching and I can't shoot him because he found an exploit in your game and he's winning every game he plays. That guy, maybe. Yeah. Like somebody finds a workaround for like the the aim bots. Get rid of that, perhaps. Mm-hmm. You know. And and, and, and that's why. That's why I think you know I picked um Rocket League because I don't know if you remember, but back then, in order to be able to trade somebody, you actually had to spend at least five dollars within the Rocket League market. And right. so, uh, you know, a lot of people now that, you know, they get rid of loot boxes at first, you know, but they're like, hey, we still got eggs and stuff. Kind of still gave content creators something that they could still obtain to still have that, you know, feel of loot box openings. Now, right. with you know, with trading it, you know, about to get removed, people are all like, well, what, are we going to get our $5 back? Because some people, they just wasted $5 and did everything else, you know. That, that's kind of here or there uh yeah. you didn't waste the five dollars because in a sense whatever you did from now until then you paid for right oh, yeah. and, and that's not me being like a dickhead that's just me saying that like you can't live in regret of whatever you did like as somebody who's paid for games and like been like man i really don't like this one and steam doesn't honor my refund i'm like oh, well i guess i own that game now mm-hmm. civ 6 nobody plays that I, I like those games nobody really plays them though mm-hmm. so you run into the same cat who shit stomped you last game a lot um, and that's not a super fun experience for me. Yeah. But uh, kind of as we move forward, uh, we'll do like a, a quick wrap up of, you know, the the current, the future and the deep future. If anyone chooses to, you know, sign me to make the video games, that's not the only idea I have. But um, I, don't <laughs> know, I, I, think, <laughs> I think gaming has come a long way. I think oh, it's yeah. more enjoyable now than it ever has been. But we also feel kind of empty playing a lot of these games because, the people who are making them aren't gamers. They're big businesses who, who like right. have a farm of gamers who they don't listen to. Mm-hmm. And the, the moral of the story is listen to your community, listen to your gamers. Like you, you go hire gamers, but you don't listen to them. You think you've got the right idea. And it's not always about the dollar. Like you can, you can release, you know, the, the side of a civil and earn loyalty. And then you can have your microtransaction game that the, everybody knows them, right? Like, People like loot boxes, whether they're morally right or wrong. Ask yeah. China, I don't know. But uh, people like them. There's a place for them. People like online gambling, and that's what it feels like. And I don't mind. I've spent quite a amount of money on packs on EA. Mm-hmm. And it gives you that idea that I, I could win. Yeah. But I don't think it's illegal, per se. Um, no. But there's games that are meant for that, and not every game needs a microtransaction. Not every ounce of content needs to be paid for. Yeah. I think uh, Borderlands did a really good job releasing like story content for free they're just like here this is what we made for you uh we hope you enjoy it uh i know that brought a lot of people back to borderlands borderlands is a very successful game franchise um one two three uh tiny tina's adventure where they also introduced dnd and, and Baldur's gate got to see that it, it, it was a feasible idea and like they could make money that way so I don't know. That that's what I got. Is, is trust your gamers. Remember who you're doing it for, whether it's to make money or not. If you support your customer, uh, you'll make more money that way. 
Mm-hmm. McDonald's is a multi-billion-dollar company, if not more, trillions, whatever they make, and, and they they people know they want cheap food. They go to McDonald's. They want nuggets. Go to McDonald's. You want 40 nuggets? I'll sell them to you. 100 nuggets? I'll sell them to you. Whatever you want. I don't care. They listen ice to cream? Customers. You can't have it. The machine. Hey, that's ice cream. You can have goofy ass today. I'll put on a show. They'll flip it upside down for you. Like, I'm not here for the ice cream. The cold cup, or not cold cup of coffee. Well, I guess they do make iced coffee now, but you get a hot cup of coffee. It'll lawsuit burn you. Um, and uh, they, they support their customers. That's why they make so much money. Yep. But yeah, uh, any final thoughts from you guys? No, I think you um, you ended it there did. nice and strong. Thank yeah, you. I, I, I appreciate the the you know the reviews. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know which developer listens to this, but hire this man and put him to work because uh, while he does manages men and women, I think that's how he said it, uh, something like that. I'm a manager of men and women. He's probably a better game developer. <laughs> Hey, I, I, I get a lot of good reviews from the people that I manage as well. They're like, hey, you listen to us, and we appreciate that. We've never felt to listen to. So maybe I'm built for gaming. Who knows? But maybe. Yeah, yeah. One step. But all right, folks, that, that'll do it for, for me. Uh, I believe the Twitter handle is at Third Coast Tom. I know for a fact you can find Aries at www.kick.com slash Aries DX. He streams there. At random times, it's just whenever he's <laughs> feeling it, and you can find him often. But uh, unless you have any other way to reach you, uh, we also have a Discord. So if, if you guys follow me on Twitter or if you need to, I'm at WitPodMike. That's W I T P O D M I K E. Um, you you can you can hit me up, and I will shoot you the Discord. I'm trying to build a community here. It's a uh, like-minded individuals that just really have a lot of thoughts that go unanswered. So that's what I'm here for on the WitPod. But uh, as long as that's that, that's it for everybody, and we're all happy. You know, my drink's empty. I don't know about you, Thomas. My, my mind is empty. Yeah, empty I need glass. Josh, you need another beer before we get to gaming? Uh, yes, sir. Surely do. All right, boys, that'll do it. Thanks again for hanging out, uh, listening to what I had to say. Uh, I feel like a weight off my chest. So, so Tom, Josh, I appreciate you coming out. I will do it again next week. Uh, look for the, the Thursday release um, for, for this episode and future episodes to come. All right, folks. Have a good one. Later.